Good morning, Sunrise. Um, if you're new here, my name is Matt Parker, um, and we just want to welcome you. And if you, uh, um, well, we have some some uh, info cards at the back on the on the table back there. And if you decide to make this your home, we'd just love to be in contact with you and com- communicate with you that way. So uh, on. Sunday, the October the 18th, we're going to have a new to sunrise meeting. We try and have one of these on the third Sunday of every month. Um, it's just for, um, and even if you're not new, you can still come and get a free lunch and just get to know who the staff is, uh, who the elders are, and what uh, ministries we have. Um, and then there's a, a community outreach event on the 18th also, and it will be right here at 4 o'clock, and it's put on by um, a lot of the local churches, and it's called Answers in the Darkness. I think North Hills is kind of leading that up. Um, 
and it's just they wanted to to do something to um, reach out to people in if they're in need if they've been impacted by which everybody has been impacted by uh, the the COVID stuff. Um, and Paul wanted me to mention uh, the steak dinner that we had on Thursday night, um, and just how cool it was. Um, it was it really was a great night, and we had about seventy guys come out um, from all walks of life, and we got to hear a guy's story about how God has impacted his life. And um, I actually learned something that night. Uh, Jay told us that that Adam was born in the wild, that that men, men were born in the wild and not in the garden. He was placed in the garden. So I figured I'd take that home, take that to the bank, <laughs> tell my wife that. Um, uh, but in all seriousness, guys, we, we do serve a, a majestic God, and we serve a God that's full of beauty and dignity. He is untamed. Um, Hebrews 1, 3 says, The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. You know, the closest thing I can relate relate this to is when I go up elk hunting up in the mountains, when I get way up in there, and there's just these peaks and boulders, and I get to chasing these wild elk that, that can't be tamed, and it's raw, and it's rough, and it's wild, and and it's something that I can't control, and we're talking about seen and unseen this past few weeks and i just i don't know why god laid this on my heart but i just i just feel like when we when we die we are going to be in awe of of how majestic our god is and and that's where our relationship with him is going to come into play so i love you sunrise and is courtney still talking I'll pray after she's done. Don't drop the mic, Courtney. Thank you. Good morning, Sunrise. I just want to do a quick reminder. Um, since the guys had so much fun last week, it's time for the girls to have some fun. Um, so Tuesday night at the Main Street Building, we are going to do our Have Fun Together event. And we're just going to hang out. Um, I'm going to teach you some floral design. And... Um, do some fellowship and just have a great time of gathering with women. So if you guys would like to come, it's at 6.30 Tuesday night, this Tuesday night at the Main Street Building. Um, if possible, it'd be great if you guys could RSVP just so I know how many flowers to get. Um, so my phone number is on the back of the bulletin. It's Courtney Berkeley. You can text me or call me. Let me know if you're going to come. Also on the To Gather Facebook page, you can RSVP to it too. So Anyway, we hope you guys can come make it. It'll be a fun night. Jesus, just uh, love you. Um, thank you for, for being our dad that wants to be in relationship with his kids. And, um, just can't thank you enough. Just ask for your spirit to move, overwhelm us. Just pray for your spirit to lift the darkened veil from our eyes to see you, Jesus. In your name I pray, Jesus. Amen.
just always fall back. I'm sure everybody has their own verse that they live their life by, but mine is 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong, and do all things in love. Just hope that everybody can live up to their life first and carry on their day in Jesus' way. Oh, yes, I 
Are we thinking about these things? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 just encourages us as believers. I think we, sh- we should have it up here on the screen. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. Shouldn't surprise us. We, we're looking forward to it. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober, thinking about this day. And it goes on, verse 8. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith. Somebody's playing it on their phone. This is awesome. Putting on faith and love as a breastplate. Think about this. Armor, breastplate, faith and love, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Can you picture that? Guys, that's what we need as believers in this time. We need faith and love. And we need hope. we got to stay focused. Seen and unseen. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. It's so easy to focus on what is seen. Matthew 6.6, Jesus is is talking about prayer, and he says, When you pray, go into, into your room. Close the door and pray to your Father, who is unseen. I love how this is all over the scripture. So today I want to encourage you guys on how to navigate this time as we wait for Jesus to come back. As we wait for these unseen things to come to fruition. We, how, do we, how do we navigate in this day? And Paul's going to encourage the church in this. But I want to pray for us as we uh, jump in. Lord, we're just so thankful that we can come and worship you. We're so thankful that, that people set up chairs this morning and made coffee and, and just all the things that needed to happen. Lord, we're, we are so excited as your people for the second coming, but sometimes we get discouraged down here waiting for you and for you to act. Lord, we don't, we don't know when that day is going to come, and so we want to be faithful. We want to continue to worship you and finish well. Lord, help us, encourage us. Help us to leave with, with spiritual energy and excitement that we could go on the next week and the next week. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So guys, open your Bibles. In, in your bulletins, you'll have the, the verses that we're going to go through. And the, the verses will be up here on the screen. We're going to look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting in, thir- starting in verse 13. And I'm going to title this message, Conversations. And so we're going to walk through these verses, and then I'm going to kind of point out three conversations that we need to be thinking about when, as believers. So, uh, you know, conversa- I had a crazy conversation on a plane once. I was coming back from a missions trip to Mexico, and I was sitting next to this gal. She was probably uh, out of college. And, you, you know, you, you're sitting on a plane, and you're kind of like, you just want to sleep. You know, you just kind of want to be in your own world. But I started, because she's from Mexico, and she was from the same place that I just came from. So I was, I was super pumped. Like, I had just come off this great mission trip. And I was like, so how's it going? Like, and we started talking about God, and she comes from a Catholic background, and and so we just got in. We started talking about Jesus and her view on Jesus. And, and I was just sharing with her, like, you don't have to do anything to, to have a relationship with Jesus. It's all of what he's done. And she's like, what? I've never heard this. Are you telling me I don't have to do all these things to earn favor with God? Like, we talked for probably three hours. And I was just sharing about God and just how she could grow in a relationship with God. And and guys, it was like one of those moments that you just dream of having. Like you just get this incredible opportunity and God just plops it right in front of your, your face. 
And I got off the plane, and we just we prayed together. And I, was, I walked away from that going, what was that? That was an amazing conversation. But it started with just a simple question. Hey, where are you from? You know, what, what are you doing? What's your, you know, what's your view about God? Guys, we can learn a lot about a person from a simple conversation. So Paul starts out this verse in, in verse uh, 13. Let's go to that. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord. Do you know that your brothers and sisters around you are loved by the Lord? Look around. Like you, maybe you can feel that love that God has for you, but do you know that God loves your brothers and sisters the same? Like we get that in with our kids, right? Like we, like my my kids at home. Like I love each of my kids. They're different. They have different gifts and abilities and strengths, but I love each of them. They're my kids. That's how God feels about His kids. Brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit through belief in the truth. So Paul is pointing out that God shows you as the first fruits. This was kind of one of the first churches that Paul went to to share the gospel. And he says, saved by the sanctifying work of the Spirit. What is that sanctifying work? We, so we, we get saved, but it's not, it's not over. We go through this process called sanctification. Anybody heard that word? That's just a big word that means becoming like. As, as we walk with God, as we are in relationship with God, He begins to transform us to look more like Jesus over time. And guys, that's an unseen thing. We can't see that all happening in each other's lives and in our lives. But God is working behind the scenes as we are in relationship with him and with each other. God begins to transform us, that sanctifying work of the Spirit, through belief in the truth. So let's go on. He called you to this through our gospel. What does that word gospel mean? It just means good news. The gospel is good news. We need good news right now, right? We need to bring good news to people because it seems like there's bad news all around us. That you might share in the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. These believers, he, he was trying to encourage them that you are sharing in something so much bigger than you. It's in all that, that God has encapsulated into this thing called the gospel, which means that we share life with him in eternity someday because of what Christ has done. So, man, that's exciting. There's a story in the, in the book of Mark that I was going through. You know, um, Mark calls out this guy named Levi, and he says, come and follow me, Levi. And Levi is like, all right, I'll follow you. So he leaves and follows Jesus. And then Jesus comes to his house and hangs out with his friends. His friends are sinners and tax collectors. And th- we get this picture from, from this verse that we just read. He called you to this. Guys, have you experienced that? Being called out from something into a whole other thing? That's the way I feel at times. Sometimes I don't relate to all of these amazing Christians in this room. I'm like, sometimes I feel like I fit with the world. This is hard. It's hard living like God wants me to live. Do you guys feel that sometimes? And it's, or, or you just feel like, man, I, it's hard to get up for church sometimes. It's hard to stay connected with these believers. He called you to this. Levi started following Jesus, and Jesus befriended the sinners and tax collectors around him. And Jesus says in that verse, he said, I didn't come for healthy people, but I came for sick. I came for everyone to call them out. God is calling people out 
And he wants to use all of us in your sphere of influence, whether you work as a, as a teacher or a, a fireman or a policeman or you work at the hospital or you're a realtor, whatever you do, God wants to use you in the place that you're at to help call other people out. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm. Paul says this endearing term again, calls them brothers and sisters. Stand firm and hold fast. This picture of standing firm is planting your feet, right? It is planting your feet on something that will not fail, on God's truth. Standing firm. You guys have all heard that the the Christian life is, is not a cruise ship, right? It's a battleship. It's not this thing where you, you get on and it's going to be hunky-dory and, and everything's going to go great. It's a battle. We have an unseen enemy. There is a, there's a battle going on around us. And so this, this thing of standing firm involves us being like we are like warriors. We are we're putting on our armor. We are putting on the helmet. We are taking up the sword of the Spirit. And we are fighting this unseen battle day after day. Does that make you tired to think about? (laughs) It does. But guys, we can't let up, especially right now. We can't let up the fight. And I'm not talking about the physical fight. I'm talking about the spiritual fight. It's easy to fight with with, with the, the physical battle. Yeah, we can just grab a gun and, and go for it. But what about the, the spiritual battle, the unseen things, the things that influence our hearts and our minds? So we've got to hold fast. We've got to line up our decisions with what God has prescribed for us in his word, not the way we feel. He, he says, he goes on to say, to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth, or by letter. Those, those could also be described as like the traditions that were taught from, from generation to generation to the church. Those things that we went through, the church needed to be devoted to those things. The, the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. He says, stand, stand, fa- stand firm and hold fast to those things that we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth, or by letter. And those things can be true of us today. We need to hold fast to those things that are important and and stay grounded in those things. May our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who loved us and by His grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. That's just an awesome prayer. Can we go back to that? That's just an awesome prayer. And it, if you don't know what to pray for somebody, go to a verse like that and pray that for them. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God their Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts. That's a great prayer to pray for the person next to you. The people around you. Paul wanted to encourage his brothers and sisters Starting in chapter 3, it says, As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. Again, that this, this word pray is something that we are involved in that we cannot see. We pray for these things and we, we ask God to do things and show up in places that we can't, we can't always see how he's working. And he points out that there are evil and wicked people. Again, we have an enemy and we have to remember who our real enemy is. Satan. Paul says in Ephesians, he says, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against each other. 
But guys, we have made our battle against each other at times. But as believers, we have to think differently. Our battle is against Satan. God is going to end all that someday, but it's not yet. And so we got to keep, as believers, we got to keep our mind on the real battle. Our enemy is the devil. It's not each other. And, and so we, we've, we've got to stay strong in our relationships with each other. Guys, I can see believers getting torn apart in this time, and it breaks my heart. We've got to stay strong. The Lord is faithful, it goes on to say, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one, the unseen. He, we have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. So what is your focus on? Ask yourself that. Is your focus on the seen more than the unseen? Is your focus on all the things going on around you? All the stuff? Or is your focus on Jesus is coming back? Jesus is coming back. Are you putting on that unseen armor, faith and love and hope? Guys, that's the kind of church I want to be a part of. A church of believers that is strong spiritually, that is praying for one another, that is focusing on the unseen and and watching God do the work. A great illustration of the unseen uh, world that, you know, that we, we have a hard time getting our head around. Have you guys seen the Netflix show Stranger Things? It, I watched like, part of season one, but it, it was interesting. It's, it's a sci-fi show, and it takes place in the 80s, and these kids discover all these crazy things that are going on around them, and it turns out that there's, there's like this upside-down world in the background right in front of their face, and I was thinking that's such a good picture of the, the way it is for us as believers. We see all this, but there's a lot going on in the upside-down world that we can't see. And we see that all throughout Scripture, that there's demons, and, 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 and we don't want to give Satan more credit than he deserves. But that's why we have to fight the battle. So, three conversations that we need to have, or that we need to focus on. We need to think about our conversation with God, first of all. Are we giving thanks to God? Paul says we ought to thank God. Is your life characterized by giving God thanks? Or are you always fighting with God about things? Are you thanking God for even the trials in your life? Or are you mad at God all the time? Because that will hurt your relationship with God. I've struggled with that. I've been mad at God in my relationship with him at times. And, and it, I think that hurts our relationship. I think our daddy God wants us to be good with him. And he says, give thanks. And so I need to retrain my mind and go, okay, when I want to get mad at you, God, I need to go back and remember you're in control, God, and I need to thank you even for this tough situation in my life. The next conversation is with yourself. And I kind of hit on that, but are you speaking the gospel even to yourself on a daily basis? Are you reminding yourself of the good news that Jesus is coming back? Are you reminding yourself that you're a new creation? And if you don't have a relationship with God, or with Jesus, a personal relationship with Jesus, he says it's, it's, it's easy. I died for your sins. I want to take those sins on myself, confess those things to me, and just receive my grace. I've forgiven you. 
and, and then you enter into this, this relationship with him. That's the good news. So are you speaking the gospel to yourself? And then your conversation with others. Conversation with God, yourself, and with others. And the, the big thing with others, I think, is are you, are you having conversations that are God-honoring with others? Are you, uh, are you reaching out to people? A great way to reach out to somebody is just asking them, hey, how can I be praying for you this week? You know, if you're, you're at the grocery store and, and somebody's checking you out and you say, hey, um, you know, I got, I got a couple minutes. How, how can I pray for you as we're going through the line? You'll learn a lot about somebody in a couple of minutes. So your conversation with others, are you praying for them? Are you, are you reaching out? Are you realizing that you're, you're both human and you both struggle and everyone is trying to just get through the day, right? Everyone is trying to survive and everyone has struggles. Guys, prayer is the fuel of the church. And we have this incredible group of ladies on Wednesday morning as an example that, that meets every Wednesday and prays for our church and for things going on. And there's different groups of, of, of you that, that pray. And maybe you pray as, you know, as, as individuals. You pray, and that is huge for our church. We've got to continue to do that. So, I want to just end with this. I'm going to have a friend of mine come up here, and we're going to have a little conversation. Curtis? Curtis is going to come up here and be the the guinea pig. Everybody welcome Curtis. So, I've got... You guys should be able to see this app up on the screen. But I've got this app called Life in Six Words. I need to connect it. All right, can you guys see that? All right, so there's, in this app, it's called Life in Six Words. And you can, you can share, like, some of these pictures on Facebook. Hey, if you could ask God one question, what would it be? Kind of a great way to, do you know for sure that you're going to go to heaven? Great way to start a conversation, even on, on social media. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for Curtis here. So, Curtis, how would you describe your life in six words? <clears throat> oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> um... I'm just going to throw them down here, and then I'll kind of talk about it yeah. as it's him. So I've done this kind of w- with our youth a little bit, and just helping them learn to have gospel conversations with the, the students in their life. So, um, all right, Curtis. Okay. So what do you mean by relationships? Well, um, my life is built around relationships relationships with my family, my relationship with God, my relationship with the people I interact with on a daily basis. Um, The business that I am in is a relationship-built business, so relationships. That's awesome. God, (laughs) why'd you put that number two? (laughs) It was in the row. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just giving you a hard time. God's number two? Well, you know, no. Um, if I didn't have God, I, I couldn't go through those top three. I mean, um, God, God has basically brought my wife and I together. Um, they're the one, he, he's the one that keeps my family together. Um, he's the one who keeps my business afloat. Um, all those kind of things. God, God has to be the center of my life. Otherwise, everything else falls apart. And, uh, yeah. It's just like that, that pyramid. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That pyramid of basically you and your spouse. If you're not growing closer together in God, you're not growing closer together together. 
I don't know if that makes sense. You convinced me that that's number one for okay. sure. Okay. That's Go. good. All right. Hey, thanks. All right. I believe you, man. All right. Thanks. Okay. What about family? Family. Um, uh, I just care about my family. My family is, is my heart, my kids, um, my parents, um, even even the relationships that I've built with with friends, their family, my church family. Yeah. Struggles. Oh, that's an every everyday thing. It's always a struggle. Uh, just like like you were saying about um, our our walk with God isn't a cruise boat. It's it's a rowboat. It's maybe even a um, I don't know what are those sailboat in the middle of Hawk Springs Reservoir. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to row a boat that may maybe not Doesn't go. Doesn't work so well. Exactly. Yeah. So we got struggles. What about purpose? Purpose. Um, purpose is I always struggle with finding where my purpose is. Am I, you know, where am I supposed to go, God? How am I supposed to lead my family? What is my purpose in the church? I mean, I think it's it's always a, a constant battle with within myself of knowing where where is my purpose? How am I supposed to lead? What about broken? I think we're all broken. We're all broken in need of a savior. And you know, when things go hard or things are rough, that that brokenness is what gets us through too. When there's something a struggle in our life. And if, if we don't identify with that brokenness and seek God through it, then, then I guess, what is our purpose? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So then, Curtis, I want to share six words that, that, uh, that spell out the gospel. God created us to be with him in relationship. And then our sins separate us from God. They, they break that relationship. Break it down. Sins can't be removed by good deeds. That conversation that I had with the, the girl on the plane, you know, she was trying to get to God by doing enough good things. But we need something different. Paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. And then E stands for everyone who trusts in Him alone, has eternal life, and life with Jesus starts and lasts forever. So that's what I want you to know, Curtis, and that's what I want you all to know. So this, this app is, is great for having a, a gospel conversation. And I learned a lot about Curtis from, from six words, didn't, didn't you? You know, and, and you can build off that. And, and sometimes we're scared to have, like, what am I going to say, God? What am I, you know, how am I going to talk about God with people? But it's really not that difficult. If you think about it, and we have these great tools now in the form of an app. Thank you, Curtis. So I would just say again, if God is speaking to your heart right now and you're like, wow, I don't know if I've accepted God and and I don't know if I'm in a relationship with him. Are you ready to put your faith in Jesus to forgive you of all your sins. I would just ask you guys all that. Have you made that decision? Have you made that decision? And, and if you've made that decision today, will you tell somebody? Like, will you say, I think God's working in my heart to do something. So I just want to close in prayer. I think the worship band is going to come up. And I just, I just want to pray for all of us in here that God would just continue to do what only he can do in changing lives. So guys, would you bow your heads with me? Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for this morning. God, we pray for our church that we would become a church that is not just focused on what we can see, but what we can't see. God, that we would continue to fight this battle through prayer through faith, through love, through hope. God, that we would finish well whatever, whatever you have planned for this world that we live on. God, we want to, to love those people around us. We want to continue to have conversations with people that need hope.
that need peace, that need you, Jesus. So God, put a burning passion in our hearts to, to right now be thinking of the people that we can have a conversation with that could be life-changing. We thank you for your love for us, and I pray that we would just walk out of here refreshed and continuing to worship you throughout this week. In Jesus' name, amen. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my tomb Till I met you I was breathing but not Alive, all my failures I try to hide. It was my tomb till I met you. Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. 